This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast, Raw Rundown. My name is Adam Glynn. Not with me today is my usual partner, Dax Holt. Dax is in, away in Germany right now. He's got some Ooh. friends in Germany, and we always say, you know, whatever happens in Germany stays in Germany. But um, no, I don't know what he's doing in Germany. He's got some friends in Germany. He goes like every year, which is crazy. But have no fear. I'm very lucky to have a good friend on the podcast today, someone who's good at what she does and knows what she's doing. Uh, she's the deputy She's the deputy editor at Radar Online, Whitney Vasquez. How are you? Hi, Adam. You got it. You sure know how to butter up a lady. No, you listen. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly, Whit, it's funny you're on the podcast today because I love talking to people. Like I interview celebrities all the time, but I mm-hmm. love talking to people within the industry. People that yeah. I always say, I always say black belts. And you have had more than a decade of experience in this work. You love what you do. You've done. You've done all different sides of this industry me and you met while we worked at a company that that we shall not name but if you you know you people know what that company is but now you're kicking ass at radar online where you're the deputy editor Whitney how would you explain what is the deputy editor position what do you do in that position so basically like a deputy editor is like a junior chief editor in charge basically so i assist our editor-in-chief who kind of like runs the show runs our news desk um decides who writes what stories what stories people work on so i listen to pitches from our news team um basically if they have stories that they want to work on or they saw you know somebody's been hospitalized they want to reach out to the family to the reps try to find angles to stories uh we approve those we um kind of help the junior reporters guide them you know along the process just because again like you said we've been in this industry for so long like we kind of know from beginning to end and how to work the system and what to do and so i kind of like try really hard to guide newer reporters and help them learn the fundamentals of reporting. Um, We fact check everything. I go into a lot of stories, help edit them. um, And then when my editor in chief is gone, I take the reins of the whole news operation. So that's cool. Let me ask you this. And this is like a personal question because news is not nine to five. It happens at all times of day, all times of night. Mm -hmm. Is it hard to turn it off, especially in this industry? Like, do you have anxiety from just always being surrounded by this? Like you go to sleep at night knowing some stuff could go down. You know what? I think like everybody who's been in this industry long enough knows that you're always going to have some anxiety. You can't always just shut off. Trust me. Like I've worked really hard on myself to kind of give myself a little bit of grace and a little bit of that time. Yeah. Um, Just, it's such a competitive, it's so competitive. You know, people are really trying to be the first ones to break big stories, the first ones to confirm things. And it's just like, you know, news never sleeps. So really the people behind that operation, you don't get much sleep either. But like you said, when you love what you do, who cares? Yeah, and that's why I actually want to commend what you are doing. You and a former guest on this podcast, Ryan Nauman, who is the editor-in-chief at Radar, you guys have really turned that brand around to really not only just break stories, but just be an informative site. And I think you definitely see a a difference in the content that Radar Line is doing now Mm -hmm. than what it did from a while back. So what is a normal day like at Radar Line? Because you have a New York team. You're on the West Coast. How Mm -hmm. do you do that? How do you guys – decide what stories you're going to do and what's like, what's newsworthy. 
Yeah. So it kind of goes back to, there's a couple things that fall under like how we operate, um, especially being like on a bi-coastal team. Um, so we have our New York team who signs on early in the morning, obviously three hours earlier than what I sign on as. And we pick out stories the night before and assign them to who writes what um, from the East Coast. And then when they wake up in the morning, they do quick scans through like just, you know, all of our competitor sites. I'm not going to name them all, but you know, all the major news outlets. And they kind of weigh what we saw before we went to sleep last night versus the importance of what's going on as of that morning. So like, if a death happens or a big divorce or something, that's going to take precedence over, let's say like a political story or, you know, like a follow-up to some other big story that we had that we assigned them the night before. So it kind of, you want people on your team that you can trust, that have good news judgment, um, who can kind of just make the best call, yeah. you know? And then Is when there, we wake up, we kind of like, you know, see what's yeah. going on. Is there one celebrity or even story-wise that you guys see, because you guys see what people are clicking on, What's yeah. the story angle celebrity that people are obsessed with these days? Oh my gosh, who aren't they so like okay, so this is gonna sound really weird, but people are really into like celebrities who Photoshop. So anytime, like let's say a Kardashian, for instance, gets caught like photoshopping their hand or photoshopping their leg, you know, like I remember Chloe had people call them like chicken fingers one time because she like stretched them out so much on accident. So any kind of like Photoshop story like that gets a lot of clicks. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A lot of big divorces. Um, we have just like some really high hitting celebrities. So like no matter what we post about them, it's like regardless of how it could just be pictures of them walking. It's like click, 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 click. Um, you know, people want to see stuff that they're not used yeah. to. So old celebrities who haven't been out in a long time who – you know, are spotted, you know, now they're in a wheelchair, like people yeah, just want to see what they look like, where they are. Yeah, now. I love those. Weird. I love those yeah. galleries. Where are they now? I, I, it's so fun for me because the people who do the, where are they now galleries on all the entertainment news sites, they pick such random people and I yeah. love random celebrities. So for mm -hmm. me, it's really fun to see what they look like. I had a crazy day today. Uh -huh. I met Donald Trump. And I've met him before. Actually, you know, okay. I should say this for the regular episode. I'll, because I, I know I'll, hey. I'll talk about my experience with Donald Trump today. Um, but I got it was I didn't meet him. This is not the first time I met him today, but yeah. I had an interaction with him today. And I'll get into it during another episode. Uh, it is um, yeah, an we'll interesting timing, though. I was going to get into it because it's so long. But I'll, me and Dax will kind of get into it. But what I want to get into you is the raw okay. rundown. We're going to discuss the yep. top ten stories of the week and you and i were just discussing it mm -hmm. wasn't a great news week there wasn't that much fun stuff going on okay. i was even struggling picking out 10 stories i was like should i even do 10 maybe we should do seven but somehow i thought of 10 somewhat interesting stories if you love yeah. news you're gonna love that stuff and again whitney vasquez is joining me from radar online thank you whitney let's start the countdown with number 10 angelina jolie is producing a Broadway musical. She's doing the musical version of The Outsiders, which is a film starring Tom Cruise, which was a film starring Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. So Angelina Jolie, we haven't seen much of her acting in a while. She did do a Disney movie uh, a couple years back. But now the Oscar-winning actress has become a lead producer on the, on the Broadway-bound new musical The Outsiders. Pretty wild. The movie was 
Um, had a lot of good talent in it. it had Tom Cruise, like we said, mm-hmm. Diane Lane, Rob Howe, uh, Rob Lowe, Rob, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, Emilia Estevez. And now uh, they're making it into a play that actually it's already started as a play. They're bringing it to Broadway. They haven't announced a date yet. This could be a reason why we saw Angelina Jolie in New York a little bit the last few months. There was some stories about her, one of her kids going to New York uh, to go to school. But I guess she was taking meetings on her own because she has an interest on dabbling in Broadway and producing a show, which is can be a good investment, but it's not it's a risk because I think her name be attached to the show is is would would make it worthy for investors. However, at the end of the day, people need to go see shows and Broadway has been hurting a lot in the past few years. It's maybe hopefully I mean, if Angelina Jolie was actually in the show and on Broadway, I think people would love to go see that, but her just producing a show might not be the biggest, you know, pull for an audience. What are your thoughts on this? You know, when okay, so like I don't want to get canceled by saying this, but I have never seen that movie ever in my life. I know it's a classic. I know yeah. it's a classic. Um, yeah. But I mean, I've never seen the movie. I'm assuming it's kind of like I don't know. Like I put it to like the eighties you know, the 80s kid movies, like the Goonies and stuff like that. Um, I just don't know if you could recreate a classic, even on Broadway. I mean, I just, I think that in itself is a risk. Plus, like with Angelina Jolie, I do think what you said is accurate. Like with her name attached, she's such an A-list actress. And like, she's so well known for her movies and how she portrays and like her characters and things, but I don't necessarily know that it's going to put butts in seats. Right. Unless, unless let's say like, you know, she shows up to a good amount of them or sprinkles her appearance at different shows. So then you never know when you're going to go and Angelina Jolie might be there type thing. Yeah. Angelina Jolie is not the first actress to get involved in producing Broadway shows. Even Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, and RuPaul joined the producing team of uh, the closed show Ain't No Mo. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra joined the producing team of last season's Chicken and Biscuits. Um, I think actually... There, I mean, uh, Don Chino, Jennifer Hudson, RuPaul were among the producers of 2022's Tony Winner, uh, A Strange Loop. It's, you know, when their role as a producer, I'm just curious if their role is just a name being attached to it where they could actually mm-hmm. just get a paycheck or B, they're there to help learn investors. I don't know what their actual role is as a producer. I will say this. I did see Angelina Jolie in New York about maybe about six weeks ago. And it's funny, as I was outside the hotel that she was staying at, and I wasn't even waiting for her, I was just kind of talking to some of the paparazzi who I know and just kind of bullshitting with them. The security from Angelina Jolie's team comes over to us and says, hey, listen, I'm going to be taking one of the sons, uh, one of her kids out for to run an errand. Do you mind not shooting him? And all the paparazzi are like, yeah, sure, no problem. And out came two of her kids. I forget the names. I know Dax is good with Angelina Jolie's kids' names, but I saw – Two of her kids. Yeah, I was actually a little bit like starstruck from seeing Angelina Jolie's kids. Is that the weird? Kids? Yeah, yes. the kids. Yeah. Like for some reason, they're they're they've done nothing. They're just, I they're like 16, 18. The last sixteen years, I've been hearing about these kids, and when yeah. I saw them in person, I was like, whoa, that's her kids. It was just yeah. kind of surreal to kind of see. Actually, I would even say more surreal to see the kids in person than Angelina Jolie in person. I don't know why. I don't know how, but 
was it Stick her and it. Brad's kids or was it like some of just some of the kids that she adopted or was it, it was, their biological kids? It, it was not the biological kid. It was one of the kids they adopted, two of the kids that they adopted. Got it. No, one of the kids they adopted. Uh, I kind of want to see Shiloh, but I saw one of the kids. I don't, I forget the name. And uh, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's interesting too, like going back to the whole Broadway thing after you were saying like Jennifer Hudson and all of these like performers, like actual stage performers who like dipped their toe in the Broadway like production scene. Yeah. Um, Angelina Julie, I mean, I worked in this, I've never heard her sing in my entire life, right? Like she doesn't sing or am I crazy? I yeah I I think it's gonna they're gonna make this show into a musical uh, and she doesn't sing from my knowledge of it however I don't think she's planning on starring it I think she wants to be behind the scenes because Broadway is a lot of work you have to do nine shows a week especially if it's a musical oh yeah I mean that's that's you have no life you're you can't do anything yeah no I mean like what does she bring to the table is the type thing like she can't even like coach people on how to sing or like all that so it's like what is she bringing to the table other than her name type thing I would say ultimately she could potentially bring asses to seats but most importantly Mm -hmm. she could help out with the investors so I think and also maybe bring in some you know people that are sort of influencer type in the celebrity world to say, Hey, I want to support Angelina and go see her play. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Like I said, guys, it's a slow news week. Starbucks is uh, taking Taylor Swift's end of her music tour very seriously by bumping a playlist of her music inside U S company operated stores, according to the website, 30 mile zone as expected. The 122 track playlist is called Starbucks lovers in reference to the often misheard, um, Often miss what am I saying? Often miss her lyrics in Swift's 1989 hit "Blank Space." They're just gonna be blasting her songs the entire time in the stores. I mean, smart move, but it's good for Taylor. I, you know what's so funny? I mean, I have this is the story. I'm gonna be totally mm-hmm. honest. It's a stupid story. It, it, I, I think this story was being fed by the Starbucks PR company, but did make a lot of traction in that Starbucks is gonna be blasting Taylor Swift. The one thing that I heard about Taylor Swift with is, the, you know, obviously when it comes to concerts, celebrities usually have access to go to any show they want. Mm-hmm. But it came to Taylor Swift, you couldn't get tickets from her. Her team wasn't giving up tickets to anybody. If you're a celebrity and want to go see Taylor Swift, uh-huh. good luck. You're buying tickets like anyone else. So the big business this past year was it happened in New York, and now it's actually happened this past week in LA, where these brands, were basically buying uh, the suites and they invited influencers to the suites in exchange. The influencers had to kind of post saying, Hey, I love love and wellness. I love Divi. And Mm -hmm. so it was became the the battle of the brands. So for example, love and wellness, which is low Bosworth brand from uh, Mm -hmm. the Hills, Laguna beach. Remember her? Mm -hmm. She had, she had Catherine Schwarzenegger. She had Jessica Alba Divi, which is owned by Danny Austin an amazing influencer. She had Ashley Simpson. She had, um, who else? Uh, Nina Dobrev. So it was like the battle of which brand could bring the best celebrities in exchange. It was, it was like, Sort of weird that these celebrities wouldn't just buy their tickets tickets themselves. However, I kind of understand it because my I reached out to a friend who's a high end ticket broker, and he said he was selling tickets on the floor, good seats for 
uh, Taylor Swift, they were going for $5,000. So rather than pay the five grand, and of course, that's just one ticket. That means it would be cost you $10,000, family of four, $20,000. Go as a guest of this suite where they're going to decorate it. You'll have food, drinks, whatever you want. Even some of them are giving you car service. And all you do is do one Instagram story of the brand. I don't know if it was actually worth it for the brand, but – I don't know if it was a good a business move or they, it was a re- good return on investment, but it's just what crazy what was going on. I get what you mean by that. But like also just sometimes like shelling out money brand wise to get like to get all of think of all of those celebrities that you named in that one booth, how many followers they have and how many people probably had never heard of her brand before they, it came across like Jessica Alba's Instagram or whatever, you know, like I think sometimes the um, just seeing the name over and over and having some people that you idolize talking about the brand gets people excited about it. Right. And like, yeah, obviously for the celebrity, it's worth it. One social media post, for access to this VIP, like, you know, great area for the Taylor Swift concert. We, we both know that the richest people in the world, it doesn't matter how much money you have. They love free shit. They love free stuff. They it's love funny. it. On the side, I consult for a company and I'm not going to say the company. It's a high end luxury company. And the, the celebs reaching out and they don't know that I'm the one kind of, kind of running it. Uh-huh. And the names that are running are people that have so much money and they want a free one. And on the other side of the brand, I'm like, listen, like I understand you want a free one, but this is what I need. And then they say, well, I get paid $60,000 to post. Well, I say, well, that's great. I I mean, I mean, I I say, listen, that company that's paying you $60,000 to post. Here's a, here's an idea. Get them to pay 60 grand and just buy it. You don't have to do anything. It's just crazy. The back and forth where you do these people love free shit and I get it. It's it's so bizarre. Let's go on to it's number bad. eight. And this number eight story yes. is actually a story from Radar R Line. Can you tell me about the story? Yes. All right. So we are diving deep into the Kevin Costner divorce. Um, for anybody who's paid any attention, this has been such a nasty split from his wife of almost 20 years. Her name's Christine. They have been going back and forth. She's been challenging his prenup. They had a prenup before they got married. Um there's a lot of things in there. She basically is challenging everything, including the child support. So the latest thing is that she ran to court and asked the judge to force Kevin Costner to come into the Santa Barbara courthouse for an upcoming two-day hearing where they're going to be discussing his finances. So she wants a ton of money in child support. Like I think off the top of my head, it's around $250,000 per month, guys, per month. That's what she's asking the judge for. So basically what they need to do is they need to go through all of his finances and his fortune is around $400 million. Okay. In 20, in 2022 alone, and this came from divorce stocks last year alone, he made, I wrote this one down $24 million, which basically is $2 million every single month. Okay. And they have, I think they have three kids together off the top of my head, they have multiple kids together. And so basically uh, she's like, this dude can afford it. 
you know, and I raise these children and they are accustomed to a certain lifestyle. You know, these kids are spoiled. They have like a beachfront home. They have people, maids, they have cooks, you know, they live the lavish life and she wants to maintain that. So basically she wants him to sit his butt in the courthouse, just like her and go over all of this. Well, his lawyer fought back and was like, no, no. You're talking about Kevin Costner here. He is a busy man in Hollywood. Hello. He cannot come take time out of his busy schedule, his busy work career to come to Santa Barbara to fight you in court. And so ultimately, guess what? The judge ruled in Kevin Costner's favor. And he only has to come and do it. He only has to be there virtually. So she has to be in the courthouse. He doesn't. um, And it's all because, you know, he's a working man. I mean, is he actually working? I think I would love to hear if the lawyer says, what are you actually doing at the moment that you're working? And he can even say, hey, I got some businesses going on. It's not even the acting. It's more of like the other businesses he's invested in to get out of it. I mean, it's crazy that he just doesn't want to be in the room, but I don't blame him. I wonder like with this situation, this is like a power of, you know, the rich and he just has a lot more money and therefore Mm -hmm. he he doesn't have to be in the room. I think my ultimate kind of, thing I learned from this whole news story and not just the radar just been following mm-hmm. the Kevin Costner situation for the past month is a these two just do not like each other and I wonder I'm very curious what was the tipping point what was the point where mm-hmm. they said we cannot longer be together we will mm-hmm. probably actually I wonder if we'll ever find that out but probably not because she will be paid very handsomely to never kind of talk shit about Kevin the other mm-hmm. thing that blows my mind is I never realized how much money Kevin Costner has. Me either. I was actually shocked because like we do divorces all the time for $400 million is so much to be fighting over. Like I can't even, it's hard for me to even say $400 million. I think I might've said thousand accidentally just this time. $400 million is so much money. Like, I can't even fathom that. I can't. Yeah. It's just bonkers. Like, how many celebrities have so much money? Like, how do we have so much money in this world to give to one person? Well, yeah. I mean, these actors are now complaining, saying we want more money. We need more money. I'm like, well, some of you guys are getting paid a lot of money. Let's see if we see Kevin Costner strike. I I, I actually say it's a good PR move for Kevin Costner to do it. Yeah. That's the 2%, though. Let's remember. It's not all of the actors and actresses that are, you know, have reoccurring roles. It's like the 2% that get paid that elaborate amount of money. You know what I mean? And Kevin Costner is not out there on the picket line. Yeah. Um, Actually, well, speaking of divorce, this goes into our number seven story. Mm -hmm. Giselle Bundchen is now finally opening up about how she coped with the end of her marriage to Tom Brady in a new interview with The Vogue Brazil. The 43-year-old supermodel reflected on how she managed her mental health during the highly publicized divorce from the 46-year-old, uh, which was finalized in October. I mean, mm-hmm. that is yeah, – I, I give her credit. She's finally speaking about it. But what she says, I've always trusted that every situation, no matter how challenging, has something to teach us. Uh, what she say? I'm sorry, I'm going to start from the beginning. I've always trusted that every situation, no matter how challenging, has something to teach us and happens for our growth Breakups are never easy, especially when there's a whole media speculating every step of the way, she told the outlet. Mm. Yeah. She continued, I try to focus on my children, my health, and my projects and dreams. So, I mean, she kind of discussed it, but she didn't really discuss it. That's, 
you know, yeah. I love how like we make a story about this, but it's like she briefly went over the divorce. I think people just, you know, what I want to know is put, you know, she did this interview with Vogue Brazil, put to sleep, put, put the end, that whole story that she was dating her kid's jujitsu coach. Remember mm-hmm. there was a story about yeah, her yeah. dating. This was like right after they got divorced. There yeah. were stories that she was dating the jujitsu coach. Take it. Here's your moment to say, you know what? This did not happen. Because she didn't kind of acknowledge it, mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of, you know, some shit going down. And I get it. Maybe it's because she doesn't want to um, affect the Fuel kids, the fire. Yeah, you know, feel the fire with Tom. But I don't know. I think it's rightfully so. It's like, if you really want to get into it, tell people, hey, I never dated this guy. Because I thought yeah. that was sort of slanderish in a way. No one knew what was going on. Yeah. And I thought it could be weird, but they were seen mm-hmm. together multiple times. Tom, on the other hand, I know is, uh, I he's on the prowl. Mm-hmm. I know Dude, he's on the prowl. Irina Shank? Are you kidding? So let me ask you this, Wait, You're on the inside. Yeah. Is yeah. that actually going on? Do you think him and Irina were actually romantically hanging out? I think that it might not be. I think that, yes, that they did. They hung out and they spent a night together because there are paparazzi photos showing her leaving the hotel and arriving the hotel the next day in the same clothes. And supposedly they hung out at like Tom Brady's house that he rented or whatever. So it did indicate that she spent the night based on the paparazzi photos, based on what the agency gives you, you know, they're always upfront with their, well, they always tell you, you know, what date these were taken. You could like what time, all this stuff. So we did see her come in and out in the same clothes on a different day, a night and a morning. So that does indicate that, you know, something did happen. And then sources do say that they like met and they started kind of like exchanging numbers. And what I think is it's just casual. It's just laid back, whether it actually goes anywhere from here, who knows? You know what I'm I mean? I'm actually very curious with how Tom Brady dates. And the reason is he's such, oh. it's different. And I had to say this, I, I, I'm not going to say it. I, I, no, fuck it. I'll say I'll it. Say I don't want people yeah. to come after me. When a, guy when if a woman dates a guy i think guys i don't say this is in general mm-hmm. we don't hear much about the guy and i'm sure it's happened in the past let's say giselle dates a guy we don't hear the guy kind of talking smack or kind of spreading their story now i know this might sound a little bit crazy but tom, yeah, where are you going hand, with this well here's what i'm saying is tom has to be very picky of the women he chooses and he has to find women that a, if let's just say he DMs a girl, he Tom Brady cannot DM a girl and say, oh, "Hey, no. let's hang out." He cannot go on a dating site. So what does he have to do? He has to rely on friends. He probably has to rely on his manager or agent. Say, "Hey, uh, do you have any agents?" He, this is what I guess yeah. what happens. Tom Brady goes to his agent and says, "Hey, can you help me find a girl?" The agent goes to a modeling agency and says, "Hey, do you have any single women that mm-hmm. might be fit for Tom?" He sends they send a bunch of women. He gets to pick, and then they go on a date and see if there's some synergy. That's how um, I think it works. You are not crazy. Um, and working in this industry, I know that that has happened plenty of times with high profile celebrities in the past and nothing might come of it, but it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors sometimes like they're seen out together. But I will say that I think Tom and Irina, from what I read, uh, what I remember is that they met at some wedding uh, maybe earlier this summer. And so I think 
I personally think what happened is they chatted, they kind of, one of the, they probably felt some vibes, but whatever. And then I think one of them most likely went to their agent and was like, Hey, I met so-and-so over the weekend. I didn't get their number, but like I liked them or whatever, yeah. you know, and celebrities can DM each other without it going like everywhere. You know what I mean? So like maybe yeah. one of them slid into a DM, who knows? Yeah, I no, mean, I, I'm with you. Here's a here's a little good dirt for you guys. Yeah. Um, Tom was at a party recently, and there was a lot of women. One of the women tried sneaking a photo of Tom. One of the other guys at the party noticed that, and they'd have politely and quietly kicked the girl out of the party. Yeah, I believe it. Pretty great. Yeah, pretty I wild. will say, though, um, as a female, I just – I don't see – I know why people love him for football, but I don't see any appeal, like – I think he'd probably be bad in bed, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he does not look like somebody that like lets loose and can kind of get down and have any kind of fun. You know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I don't think that I've always thought that like he gives me the ick, like he's romantically. Not oh, he's, not no. the, he's not your guy. Who Too is your guy with? Well, I'm married. But, yeah, but who's, your, you know. who's, the, who's the celeb guy that you're like, this Ooh. guy is like the real deal, the one that you think actually <sighs> moves the needle? And not even just for you, but in general, because I think a lot of women might feel the same way about Tom, yeah. because I think it's more guys that fantasize about Tom than women. Yeah, is there... that's so funny <laughs> that you say that. Yeah, I could actually see that. He's too clean cut. I like a, a scruffy, a rough around the edges type. Like my one of my guys on my top three is Jason Momoa. And I was I about to say, some, I, was gonna say Jason I know Momoa. that sometimes he looks like he just rolled out of like a trash can but you know what give me big muscles tattoos hair some facial hair you know a big chest i'm into that i get I it. it i i i understand what you're saying jason Momoa seems also like normal in a way like yeah. he's just around yeah. i don't know i just feel like it could be pretty interesting uh, number six story is a story actually from radar online as well okay. can you fill me in mm. about the radar online number six story yeah, so uh, anybody who's a country music fan or anybody who's a music fan in general, mm, this might kind of piss you off a little bit. But Miranda Lambert um, recently had a show where she actually stopped in the middle of her ballad to scold a couple girls that were like towards the front that she saw who were trying to take a selfie. So literally she's on stage, she's singing in front of all of these people and she happens to notice a few girls who turned around to take a selfie to get her in the background. I mean, people do it everywhere. People are doing it for Beyonce. They've been doing it for Taylor Swift. I mean, they paid good money to see you. So she stops her ballad on her microphone, literally says, uh, hey, I'm going to stop singing right here. Uh, these girls are supposed to be listening to me sing right now, and they're just taking selfies, and y'all are pissing me off a little. She said that in front of however many, hundreds of thousands of people. How? Yeah. It, she got so much backlash for this, right? Because people are like, what the hell? Like, these people paid good money. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not like they climbed on stage and tried to take a selfie with you, you know? They're minding their own business, enjoying their time. And so people actually, like, started to call for, like, boycotts. And, you know, just she faced a lot of backlash. Twitter was not nice to Miranda Lambert after they this. They were not. So not what happened nice. to her? So how does she deal with it? So basically, like, um, people were kind of, 
calling like for her career to come to an end, which is really, really like, ooh. And um, it was rumored that she was kind of stepping away for a little bit. And so we actually got in touch with her rep, who was nice enough to provide us with an answer, basically said that she is stepping away from being on stage, but only because she already had a pre-scheduled like music video that she was already going to shoot. So it had supposedly it had nothing to do with all of this backlash. It's not like she needed time away like people were guessing. So um, she will be back on stage, but so, the girl's got a let shooting me ask you music video. Wait, when you call the reps and then you say, hey, mm-hmm. we're doing this story, how do they react to you when you call them? Like, do, you, do they understand your job? Are they assholes to you? Like, what's it like? Because this is not the, the best story, I'm sure, for her. Yeah. So how yeah. is it on your end when you get, I when mean... you get that call? You guys can imagine, like you get, you know, you get all kinds of different answers. Some reps are awesome. Some reps laugh and just like are happy to provide a statement. Um, Some reps are assholes and they yell at you and they make you feel like you're stupid for answer asking questions. But you have to remind them like, this is my job. You have a job. I have a job. The reason why I'm calling you is because your job is to provide me with answers or tell me no comment that you don't want to comment on anything. So like you do your job, I'll do mine. You know, I hope that I hope for the best. I hope that we build a relationship and a rapport with each other. And I make that clear when I call. And sometimes, you know, they are ridiculous stories and I'm laughing about it too. So then like stories that I call and I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous and I realize this, but I have to do my job. So you click with some people, you don't click with others and you just kind of learn how to work around it or work with the system, you know? Yeah. I had a weird situation this week. I was sort of pissed off. Um, mm-hmm. There's that big podcaster, social star podcaster, the girl who interviewed Drake, Bobby Alathoff. Bobby Alathoff. Oh yeah, Bobby. She was in New York this week, and I reached out to a rep to interview her. And I said, hey, listen, it's Adam Glenn. I would love to interview Bobby. I'm a huge fan. Just a quick, fun thing on the street. I think what she's doing is awesome. The rep didn't respond to me. And I said, hey, listen, like I hit her up three times. She didn't respond to me. And I saw she was doing other interviews. Some of them weren't even as – I know I could get more reach on my interviews than them, the outlets they're doing. And I was pissed off. So I'm like, fuck it. I try to do the right thing by going through the publicist. But what happens when you go through the publicist, you go nowhere. So now it's like I'm sick of kissing publicist's ass when they don't play game with me. And mm-hmm. it's like, listen, this publicist who represent Bobby, they, all, they also represent a very huge talent. I'm not dumb. I didn't go for their big names. I went for someone who's – it's called Bobby. She's sort of like yeah. trendy right now where I'm making your job easy. I'm making you look good for your client. Exactly. Why wouldn't you allow her to fucking not do the interview? Yeah. And it's weird that you wouldn't allow her to – it's actually – it's funny. If I went to Bobby, if I went to Celebrity, and I let them know that that person, their publicist, denied me the interview, I think they'd be pissed. I think they'd want to know that the interview Mm -hmm. came through. And I know that from dealing with another big celebrity told me that they told their publicist, who they pay $7,000 a month, I will say yes, let me decide if I want to do it or not. But I want to know of every single request that comes in. Don't like – and it's as really shitty the publicist. And what I'm going to do, I'm not going to play game anymore. I'm going to just do what I do and be sort of aggressive in my interview style to get what mm-hmm. I need to do because I'm sick of being a nice guy and being taken advantage of. Yeah, uh, as you should. Yeah. And I mean, so that's Adam the game. is going for it. Fuck the publicist. I'm going right to the source. Yeah, and I mean, like that's that's the kind of ridiculous thing about it when they don't want to work with you. It's like, dude, like let me help you. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Like, let me help you. I work in the press. I work in the media. Like, I can do things. You know what I mean? Like, it just like it doesn't make sense when they just shut you down or they're rude to you. It's like, okay, well, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Smart people get it, and then when it becomes people trying to be, you know, out alpha to showing power, they mm-hmm. don't, and that's what they do. So yeah. again, there goes. Uh, uh, yeah, they just made it worse for their other clients, essentially, and I'm not going to help them out. Um, let's move on to number five. Yeah. Remember last month when Cardi B threw a microphone at some unruly fan's head? Well, now that microphone is selling – well, actually just got sold this week for nearly $100,000 in the eBay auction. The mic was put on sale by Scott Fisher, the owner of The Wave Inc., a Las Vegas-based audio production company that provided sound equipment to Dre's Beach Club on the day of the incident. He had the microphone. The microphone roughly cost about $1,000. He uh, is basically using the money that he made and donating it to charity uh, proceeds. He's, I mean, he's donating, he's, he's donating to charities. It's one mm-hmm. of the Friendship Circle Las Vegas. The other is Wounded Warrior Project, which is sort of nice. It's crazy that someone spent $100,000 for the microphone. I get it. People want to have random stuff. I don't know if the Cardi B microphone is something that's so infamous um, hey, okay. One person's trash is another man's treasure. You don't know. True. Maybe this is a huge Cardi B fan that has like so much money that who cares? Hundred thousand yeah. is nothing. I mean, it's still a lot of money. The guy I was mean, able to, yeah, he was able to verify the mic, so yeah. that helps out with yeah. you know kind of selling the microphone. Um, but again, that's a lot of money. Someone's put up a hundred thousand dollars to have a microphone Cardi B lip synced with. And then she threw at a fan. I mean, what is it? Maybe the fan wants to be involved. It's so I don't weird. know. I mean, I have no idea. But to be honest, like, I guess all of these years, I thought that celebrity or singers always provided their own, like, would have their own mic. Like, regardless if it's a going on tour or, like, something like Dre's Beach Club, I figured that Cardi B would bring her own mic, like, her own equipment. Yeah, like, mic, you know what I mean. It make no, I totally get it, and you're you're 100 right. But again, for this sort of thing, she wasn't really performing. Like she she was and she wasn't. It was more like mm-hmm. lip syncing. She was yeah. sort of like was kind of talking over her music. Yeah. Um, but listen, she threw the mic. Someone just paid a hundred thousand dollars for the mic. I think there was over 120 people bidding on the mic. It was That's on crazy. eBay. So a lot of people had a lot of money and were bidding, bidding against each other for that microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, uh, Lizzo is, was involved with the Made in America Music Festival. That's that big festival that's usually based in Philadelphia that Jay-Z kind of started. Started in, I think, 2012. And it brought in huge guests. This year, the music festival is canceled. Here's the weird, weird thing. is because Lizzo – it's not because. Lizzo was the headliner of this show. She was a headliner of this music festival. Mm-hmm. But now the concert is canceled. Um, they're saying due to severe circumstances outside of production control, the 2023 Made in America Festival will be no longer taking place. The decision has been difficult and has not be the, the, the decision has been difficult and has not be has not been made lightly nor without immense deliberation. Now, last week we know Lizzo was in the news. Remember, she was getting sued mm-hmm. by some other for, former dancers that were saying she was kind of abusing these dancers is we don't know potentially they might have canceled this show because of you know allegedly we're saying allegedly that mm-hmm. the show could have been canceled because of lizzo's involvement with it you know lizzo was going to headline 
We don't know, but it is a big music yeah. festival. It's been going on for more than a you know more than a decade now, and it's brought by you know put on by Jay Z, mm-hmm. but it's no longer happening. So I guess people are trying to speculate: is it being canceled because Lizzo is the headliner? What are your thoughts? This is on? my this is my thing. Okay, uh, I don't know necessarily. I actually don't believe that it was canceled because of Lizzo. For this reason only, they could have found anybody else to headline. They had plenty of time to get another big star in there. They could have just replaced her. And then they could have said, you know, for, you know, as the time being regarding like what's going on, her legal issues, like we've decided to replace her. I personally think that it probably contributed to it, but it kind of sounds like it might have already started unraveling. Like there were things behind the scenes that um, kind of, caused it to just like not go but why wouldn't they just replace the headliner like people have done that look at Travis Scott after the Astro World thing he got replaced a couple times it's like it's so easy and especially when you're Jay-Z you own Rock Nation like get get big stars in there get somebody else Uh, you're you're 100% right I think we don't know why exactly it was canceled, but it does get mm-hmm. to a slippery slope where that means Lizzo has to keep her mouth shut and everyone has to kind of lie. Eventually, maybe possibly the truth would come out saying, mm-hmm. hey, the show was con- canceled because of Lizzo's uh, recent lawsuit and we're going to wait on this until it kind of comes to light. It's- well, I think, too, like this legal battle might take a while because she's not standing down. You know, she plans You're to right. fight back. And it's like they had she was sued by three dancers who had all of these misconduct allegations, basically saying that they were fat. Uh, they were weight shamed, sorry, weight shamed. And that, uh, you know, they got fired for all these dis- different reasons. They felt pressured to it was like an over sexual environment where they were preached Christianity a lot because her uh, dance captain is like really into religion and vocal about it. And now supposedly they have even more people who, well, we know that they've had more people that spoke out because they've done it on social media, but now even the lawyers are saying, actually we've been contacted by more people who are like ready to like back up this lawsuit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and we'll, it's going to be a while to this Lizzo mm-hmm. lawsuit kind of settles. Number three, this is a sad story. Sandra Bullock, her longtime partner, Brian Randall, has died, uh, according to the family. They released a statement. It says, it is with great sadness that we share that on August 5th, Brian Randall passed away peacefully after a three-year battle with ALS. His family shared Brian chose early to keep his journey with ALS private, and those of us who cared for him did our best to honor his request. I actually, I mean, ALS is very serious. I respect that they kept the whole thing quiet because it's hard to keep things like that quiet when it comes to Hollywood. I forgot, like, it's funny. So Bullock, who's 59, met Randall, who was a model turned photographer, when he photographed her son Lewis's birthday in January 2015, they took the relationship more public later this year, including appearance at Jennifer Aniston and Just Thoreau's wedding. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they I, you you don't see Sandra Bullock much. They're a very private couple, I believe, and I could be wrong. I think they live in Texas, so there's no paparazzi. I'm sure they just kind of keep very low key. Yeah. But yeah, very sad situation. You know, Sandra so Bullock sad. is like one of those people that. You always want her. You always you want, want to see her, to her happy. Yes. Yeah, you want to see her happy. And yeah. obviously, before this relationship, she was with someone. What was that? Jesse, um, the guy from Jesse uh, James, right? Jesse James. And then he had that infamous uh, 
cheated, he cheated on her at a fair. And then it's crazy because he married a porn star and then they just had a kid within like the past three months. And the porn star and him almost got into it because she alleged that he was doing some stuff. I don't know. Total it's, wild. It's thing. messy. Basically, it's a messy, messy, like, yeah. So Sandra Bullock has had some crazy ups and downs in her love life, but obviously this is just a very sad moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's not much to say that it's just, they're they're asking for donations to be made to ALS Association, the Massachusetts Mm -hmm. General Hospital. Sad story. Uh, We wish the family well. Number two story of the week, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik, they broke off their engagement, which I think came to the surprise from a lot of people. But also didn't because if you watch their social media, so if you don't know who they are, they Kaylin Bristow was on The Bachelor and then mm-hmm. she became The Bachelorette. Jason Tartik was actually on The Bachelorette. He would never became, he didn't get the girl, but they kind of yeah. met through friend circles. Yeah, because they weren't dating. on the same one. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they started they weren't on the same one, started dating and She's got a very big podcast. He has a big, very, very big podcast. They're very big and very vocal on social media. Well, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the last month or so, two months, have noticing that Jason and Caitlin haven't been liking each other's stuff on Instagram. They haven't been seen together. So mm-hmm. they ev- eventually, Caitlin went on her Instagram and said, hey, I'm going through a lot right now. If you guys could no, what happened? I don't, I'm trying to think how they made the announcement. They she, basically, yeah. Do you know what happened? Yeah, I mean, people have been speculating, like you said, for a while, just because they're known for putting their lives out there for everybody to like see, you know. And uh, they stopped doing that, so everybody was like red flags, red flags. And then they ultimately, after like kind of, you know, maybe posting like a little bit of, you know, how people post like ominous stuff, and it feeds like it fans of flames of already like all the speculation that's kind of what they were doing and then they finally came out with statement that basically was just like you know we have deep love and admiration it wasn't without like really trying but we've decided to split um i will say that the one thing about their statement that really tugged at my heartstrings is they have two they share two dogs and so they said well they're not going to stay together they're going to try really hard to co-parent these dogs together and i mean I love that because I can't imagine splitting up with somebody and having that love for that one dog and then like not seeing it every day. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, how hard would that be to share something that you love so much with your ex? Like, and have to see them all the time? I think that would just be like so horrible. Yeah. Jason put out a long message on his Instagram the other night. And then Caitlin says she's basically taking, she did Instagram stories. So Jason made a post, Caitlin did stories. Uh, she basically said she's going to take a little break from social media, but she did say, thank you for the support and love over the years. I'll be on, I'll be forever grateful for this beautiful person that brought, uh, that was brought into my life beyond, um, beyond heartbroken. Please be kind as we go through our individual journeys to heal. Uh, she also asked for them to pray people to pray for them, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden Caitlin seen at uh, LAX the other day and she gets shot by a paparazzi She's in the. She says she was in LA to shoot stuff for the Bachelor, the gold, the old guy Bachelor. You know that's coming out, the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. But she didn't seem. I guess she's coping, but she was pretty honest about the relationship. She says, she basically said, "Don't rule it entirely done. We're trying to figure it out." Um, the 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 journalist, I'll give him credit, he did ask her because she made weird comments a few months back, saying that she's not straight, that she's bisexual. Mm-hmm. So would she entertain a woman? 
And she said she's not really looking for any sort of relationship at this moment. So I don't know. I just, it's a sad that the relationship came to a stop. I do think they will somehow rekindle. That's my oh, guess. Oh, you do? I, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, you know I what? do. You know what I find really interesting is that he chose to make it a post on his Instagram, which is per- pretty like it's more permanent than an Instagram story. Yeah. So like to me, that kind of seems like he was ready to make the announcement and he was ready to put it out there because once you put it back, once you put it out there, especially for like a t- huge fan base, it's hard to pull it back. It's hard to take it back. Right. Mm-hmm. You said that you're broken up. If you guys give it another go, good for you. But he made it permanent by putting it on his Instagram as a post. And she chose to do a story, which to me kind of signifies that she knows in 24 hours it'll be gone. And kind of maybe it makes her think that it's kind of forgotten about or something. You know what I mean? So maybe this is speculation, but maybe she's willing to give it another try. And maybe he's done. Maybe something. I don't know. I If I were to... If I were to interview Jason or Caitlin right now, my first question was, when it came to the announcement, how did you guys decide, okay, this is the time we're going to make the announcement? Were you going to make a post? Were you going to do an Instagram story? How did you guys, you know, you guys are broken up, but how did you guys decide that you're going to publicly say we are no yeah. longer together? Yeah. I'd be I mean, curious. That's a, I'm curious about that too. Very valid. You- and yeah. Yeah. Why? All right. Yeah. <laughs> the. The number one story of the week, Tory Lanez, rapper Tory Lanez, has been sentenced to 10 years in prison. Uh, yeah, prison. I say prison. Yeah, so Tory Lanez, yeah, Tory Lanez has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting Meg Thee Stallion in the foot. The Canadian rapper um, basically was found guilty of shooting the hip-hop superstar Meg Thee Stallion in the foot after the pair left a Los Angeles party back in 2020. The hearing began Monday and wrapped Tuesday, ending a high-profile case where everyone was wondering what's going to happen to Tory Lanez. He had a lot of people, even his family, uh, talking oh. on his behalf, and it didn't really help because now he's going to jail for 10 years. Will he actually serve 10 years? Probably not, but he's going to be gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a jury convicted Lanez, who's actually 31 years old, uh, who pleaded not guilty of three felony charges back in December – Assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying a loaded and unregistered firearm in a vehicle and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. Tory tried to ask for sympathy from the judge, saying he has a son. He needs to see him do better. Uh, The judge basically said, you know, you do the crime, you pay the price, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's a long time. It's, it's going to be time. a long time. And it's a long time, but let's not forget that he shot somebody in the foot, right? And I mean, thank God it wasn't anywhere else or life-threatening, but I mean, he still, I mean, he pulled out a gun while she was outside of the car and told her to dance, bitch, supposedly. Well, actually, he's been convicted. So yes, he told her to dance, bitch, according to Megan, and he started firing shots at her foot. So yeah. that seems pretty deliberate to me, um, if I do say so. Also, what shocked me about this whole uh, sentencing hearing is that, like you said, a lot of people spoke out on his behalf. Like a lot of people wrote letters, including his family. But the person that shocked me the most was Iggy Azalea wrote a letter on his behalf. Did you, dude, this is wild. Tell him about tell me about this because this so, is yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. So like basically Iggy and Tory Lanez were rumored to be dating a few years back and he ended up um, producing one of her albums or he announced that he was going to produce an upcoming album and 
uh, to be honest, I kind of forgot about the rumors that they were dating. I forgot about that they even had a connection, right? I was like, this is so weird about Iggy. And she asked the judge to basically give him what she say it was. It was she wanted to get she asked the judge to give him a not life wait not life destroying sentence okay something that, that yeah. something that would transition him but something that's not like life altering basically and yeah. so i mean 10 years is pretty life altering i mean i would think he's not going to do that much sure. but he's going to do a few years and it's going to change him probably oh, yeah. it's going to change his, it's going to change his career it's going to change i mean oh yeah I, I wonder if he will have a career when he gets it's it's going to be very unique very weird he also yeah. spent a lot of money on attorneys he spent a lot of money on this attorney jose bias who's a famed attorney and mm-hmm. you know so it's funny his lawyers argued for probation and said he could be released from jail to a residential substance abuse program they claimed Lane's had alcohol abuse disorder anxiety and post traumatic stress from the unexpected death of his mother when he was 11 years old the prosecutors said they were skeptical of the claims, which were not presented throughout the trial. So that's an interesting thing that these mm-hmm. lawyers were just throwing anything out there. And the, the prosecutors yeah. like, dude, why are you bringing this up now? Why don't you tell us during? Yeah, just- I think I think, too, because bias was brought in later because um, that's Casey Anthony's lawyer, too. So yeah. he came in a little later. So I don't think that uh, I think that he was basically pulling strings, anything that he could do to try to, you know, get him a lower sentence, get him out of. He was always going to go to prison because of his convictions but you know he wanted a lower sentence there was no way that he was just going to get probation like no way the prosecutor said this case has nothing to do with mental illness he shot megan because she bruised his ego oof that said that in the courtroom that's pretty crazy well that is the top 10 stories of the week whitney vasquez where can people follow you you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, get it wit, G-E-T-I-T-W-H-I-T. Um, also, all my social medias. Uh, Twitter is wit at get it wit because somebody stole my name and I can't get it back. But yeah, follow <laughs> me, follow Radar Online, keep up with all of our stuff. You can also email me, find my email on Radar Online. If you have a hot tip, I'd love to hear it. I love Whitney. Again, Whitney is the... She is a great, she runs, she's, she's the head person. Oh, she's one of the head people at, at Radar Online. She crushes it over there as the deputy editor. Um, she is good at what she does and she's crushing it over there at Radar Online. Thank Whitney, you. thank you for joining me. Thank you guys for watching it on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Leave a review. It's the best thing to do to support the podcast. Shout out to the private Facebook group Off The Record. I highly suggest you guys join Off The Record. It's a really cool group on Facebook where you guys can ask us questions. You guys talk to each other. It's it's just a great group. And uh, I'll see you guys next week when Dax is back. A Huda Media Production.